following program is brought to you in living color on NBC. Hey, where y'all at? It is a thrill. I love this show. You're telling me a big fat lot. I was hoping for funny crazy. I will get on stage on Broadway and I will reenact the rantings of Charlie Sheen one day. Think you can replace me with some other guy? Go ahead. It won't be the same. Tis mightiest in the mightiest. Do not bring Shakespeare into this. You're so smart. Oh, really? Well, so are you. And yes, the rumors are true. They smoke, they drink, they use bad language in mixed company. They're extremely rich and they can flash more bling than most posses in this room. I know exactly who that is. That's the mother that loses every goddamn game. That's Kirk Cousins. <laughs> Get rid of him. Wow. Bros, come on. I love you, bros. Does everybody have to be crazy today? Now get me, Savior! DraftKings.com studios on the Virginia side of the Potomac. Welcome to the Bob Matthews Podcast, everyone. Oh, yeah. Can you feel it? It is opening day. How about that? It's it's showtime. Let's kick some ass. Indeed it is. I know everybody is excited about that. I can even hear the wolves howling at the door. You know what I'm saying? Capitals and the Rangers tonight at Capital One Arena. Face off just after 7 o'clock. It's going to be an interesting season, that is for sure. And we have got a preview of the season coming up with NBC Sports Washington's J.J. Reagan, who covers the Red Rockers for the network. We will be getting to him in just a few minutes. So why is it going to be such an interesting year? Well, yeah, the veteran core is back, but I don't know. The team got a bit of a youth infusion here during training camp. You know, we thought that the year was going to start with uh, basically the same team minus a few key subtractions and not to the better at the end of last year. It was going to depend on one youngster in particular on the on the blue line, Martin Ferrivari, and then a guy who didn't get a lot of playing time last year, and Trevor Ryan Reemstein with you know, Brendan Dillon gone and Zidane Ochara gone. But a funny thing happened as we went through training camp, and that's that the other kids proved that they're all right. And I'm talking about Connor McMichael and Hendricks LaPierre, both of whom we thought would be back in the minors. LaPierre, we thought, was going to spend another year in juniors. Uh, and McMichael the entire season in Hershey, but it didn't work out that way because those two played really damn well in the preseason, and they are both on the opening night roster. You're going to see at least one of them get a sweater tonight, uh, and maybe both, depending on the health of Alex Ovechkin. As of right now, Ovi is still questionable for tonight. Nicholas Backstrom, of course, on IR and will miss at least a month. Uh, 24 days, I believe, in and 10 games. So we're going to talk with J.J. about that and what the future holds for the two of them. Of course, tonight is, well, it it's going to be exciting for another reason, and that's because it will be a packed house at Capital One Arena, which is something we are not used to in the district, are we? Um, not just from last year, but because up until now, we have been mostly on the show worried about the football team and uh, it just and I'm I, I mentioned I'm gonna mention this to JJ too, but I mean it almost gives you whiplash the dichotomy of going toggling between these two organizations. You've got one here that is just a model of consistency, dare I say, of excellence 
in the NHL over the last 30 years. And the other that's just uh, 40 years. I, I shortchanged them a decade. And another that's an absolute mess that apparently can't get its head screwed on straight. Um, but all of that is for another day. Let's talk about what's going to happen tonight. Caps Rangers opening night. Let's cue the dramatic music, huh? See the piece that ESPN did on the theme song last night before the the Pens Pens Lightning game? I thought that was really well done. I I really did. Now, as we all know, uh, Tom Wilson is living rent-free in the heads of the New York Rangers who went out and signed just about anybody uh, that could fight him tonight. So I think the over-under on when the Rangers drop the gloves against Wilson is second shift. I I think that's that's the over-under. Wilson's. Second shift. Um, it, it's, I, I'm just, I'm like, I'm preparing myself for the fact that it really is going to be an old Federal League game coming up here tonight. Uh, interestingly enough, uh, our ace, our chief investigative uh, producer, Wally Ballou, was able to gain access to Madison Square Garden yesterday, where the Rangers broadcast crew was doing a bit of a run-through. You know, first game of the year, you want to make sure that everything goes as smoothly as possible. And they were actually doing a run-through of uh, the starting lineups for tonight. Because apparently, Wilson is, in fact, um, in their heads. I mean, just take a listen to who apparently the Rangers are going to have in their starting lineup tonight, courtesy of uh, the Rangers broadcast team. They've actually brought back, just for this one contest, some colorful names for the back. Oh, and here they come now, led by oh, someone we all know very well, Tim Dr. Hook McCracken. And here's a name from the past, Ross Mad Dog Madison. Ross, as you well know, never travels anywhere without his longtime friend and attorney, Sam Smallprint Lyman. And here's a name for you nostalgia fans. Clarence, Screaming Buffalo, Swamp Town. I'll never forget an exclusive interview I did with him many years ago when Buffalo revealed that he liked to call his hockey stick the Big Tomahawk. And he usually refers to the opposing players as the Little Scalps. I thought he'd been suspended forever. Andre Poudre-Lucier, defense. Andre, of course, has been living in semi-seclusion in northern Quebec ever since the unfortunate Denny Pratt tragedy. Not Poodle. And from mile 40, Saskatchewan, where he now runs a donut shop, number 15, former penalty minute record holder of the Federal League for the years 1960 to 1968 inclusive, Gilmore Tunnel. Oh, gee, hold the phone. Oh, this is an unscheduled surprise. It's him. On um, this young man has had a very trying rookie season. What with the litigation, the notoriety, his subsequent deportation to Canada, and that country's refusal to accept him, well, I guess that's more than most 21-year-olds could handle. Who guilt him? Very interesting. I did, I did not know that the Rangers... I mean, I knew Wilson was in their head. I didn't know he was that much in their head. Well, it's a, it should be an exciting game tonight, then. When we come back... J.J. Reagan, NBC Sports Washington, going to join us. We're going to have an actual serious preview of what to expect, not just tonight, but for the season to come. It ought to be interesting. So J.J. is next right here on the Bob Matthews Podcast, only on the Hockey Podcast Network.
Another week of the NFL season means another shot to win big at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. New customers bet just $1, just $1 on any NFL game, and you will win $100 in free bets if either team scores a point. And just FYI, the last 0-0 tie in the NFL was in 1943. So this one, you pretty much covered on it. I like the odds. Now, if Sportsbook is not available in your state yet, DraftKings is not going to leave you empty-handed. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Fantasy, Daily Fantasy Sports Contests, rather. That is DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contests. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. So here's what you do. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code THPN. Throw $1 down on any NFL game. Win $100 in free bets if either team scores a point. That's promo code THPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, Pennsylvania only. New customers only, minimum $5 deposit, $1 wager required, one per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk covering every team in the NHL. New episodes every Monday. Download at the hockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Capitals insider JJ Reagan of NBC Sports Washington joins us. JJ, here we are. It's it's opening day. How excited are we for this one? Oh, pumped. And you know, it, it's gonna be a fun season because this is a season where we really don't know what to expect from this team. I think it's just as likely that they miss the playoffs as it is that they go on a long Stanley Cup run. And so Every year we sort of have an idea of what we expect from this team. And this year we, we really have no idea. It could go any number of ways. So that makes it an exciting season for at least maybe not for the fans who just <laughs> want to pencil them into the playoffs uh, and fast forward to April. But when you're covering it, it makes it a little bit uh, more interesting to see uh, to not know what's going to happen coming into the year. You're right. It's absolutely fascinating. And I tell you, the one um, the one uh, maybe piece of solace that I take from it, um, it, it's, you know, this show that that we're doing is is pretty much caps and football team centric. And the I I give the Capitals the benefit of the doubt, just because if you look back, you know, over their history, we're talking about it earlier that, you know, 31 years, I think, of, of play, 31 playoff appearances, you know, in 47 years. I, I think they've only missed the playoffs eight times since 1981. So, you know, you give them the benefit of the doubt. And it's just the dichotomy of, of covering those two teams will give you whiplash. You got here tonight, we're seeing a, you know, seeing a competent sports organization compared to the nightmare that we see every day in Ashburn. It's quite refreshing, I got to say. Absolutely. And, you know, that's the thing, too, is you give this team the benefit of the doubt. I think there are a lot of people, uh, a lot of national reporters who are expecting the drop off to happen this year. And it's inevitable. It's going to happen at some point. But I I, I see a lot of people who are penciling the Penguins into into the playoffs and, and are expecting the Capitals just to drop off. And really, I don't know why this team isn't getting more of the benefit of the doubt after what they've done for so many years, like, you know, father time is undefeated. And yes, this team is getting older. It's one of the oldest teams 
in the NHL and all of their top players are among the older players. But I don't know how you look at a team like the Penguins. And, you know, the parallels are fascinating where Sidney Crosby is out to start the season. Evgeny Malkin is out longer term. And now you have questions about Alex Ovechkin's health. And, you know, Nicholas Backstrom is out longer term. So the parallels are fascinating. But I don't see – I don't know how you can look at two teams like this and say, well, the Penguins are – fine Sidney Crosby is still a superstar once he comes back they're going to make the playoffs he can pencil it in but the Capitals are definitely going to fall off that's definitely going to happen so uh, I tend to give them the benefit of the doubt too just because I've seen this for so long and when everyone expects them to drop off they still manage to come out and surprise people I expect another probably 40 goals from Alex Ovechkin this year but I'm definitely giving them the benefit of the doubt I don't know how far they will go beyond that but I, I definitely see them as a playoff team at the very least. Yeah, well, you know, statistically, you look at, at hockey players, the great ones, and obviously we're talking about guys like Ovechkin and Backstrom. You know, if, if you go back and look at it, I mean, Gretzky was very productive even in the last few years of his career. Gordy Howe was very productive the last few years of his career. Guys like that, you know, guys that he's chasing. So I know there's going to be a drop-off, but I don't, I just don't, get you know where people are thinking it's going to be that much i just don't yeah and i i will say you know if you look at the off season this team had it i mean it's hard to argue that they didn't get worse I, they certainly are worse off than they were last year they lost brendan Dillon and zidane chara and replaced them with martin Ferravari, who's an exciting prospect i think he will be very good but he has six games of nhl experience and then trevor van reemsdyke who we've heard repeatedly from Peter Laviolette, he gushes over him. He loves this guy. Right. Uh, he says he's an everyday player. He likes him playing on his offside. He thinks he's going to be great this year. But the fact is that he had him on his team last year and he played him 20 games. And he was one of those players when they had the seven defensemen who was parked to the bench and ended up getting one shift because Peter Laviolette doesn't like having seven defensemen. He just doesn't like managing his bench that way. And at my feeling has always been if you liked him that much I feel like you would have gotten him more playing time you know so I, it's hard for me to look at the blue line and say that it's going to be better off and my feeling with with the star players I don't expect there to be this massive drop off but between Alex Ovechkin and Nicholas Bakshin and John Carlson and Lars Eller and all the players and T.G. Oshie and all the star players on this team who are 30 or over I have a hard time believing that there's not going to be a drop off somewhere. And maybe it's, we're already seeing it with Nicholas Backstrom, how he, he's struggling to get back onto the ice. Uh, I, just the fountain of youth isn't going to extend for all of these players where they're going to continue to avoid age, aging. You know, what Alex Ovechkin is doing is incredible to think that everyone's going to be able to do that perpetually. I don't see it. So I do see a drop off. And so I, I don't think they're going to win the division like they, always seem to I think they're probably going to be closer to a third place finish maybe even a wild card because I just don't look at this team and say well everyone's going to be fine there's going to be no drop off somewhere there's going to be a drop off somewhere I have to believe that but I don't think it's going to be significant enough plus you know they're not a young team but you do have to expect I, I think you're going to see a little bit of a rebound from Evgeny Kuznetsov a little bit of a rebound from Anthony Mantha Daniel Sprong is going to get more playing time, so he should get 
more points on the board. And, you know, maybe a guy like Connor McMichael plays his way into staying around this year. I, I really don't think we're going to see that from Hendricks LaPierre, who's going to start the season with the team. I think once he reaches uh, nine games, they're going to send him back to juniors before he burns a year of his entry-level deal. But for Connor McMichael, who's already working on a pro contract, maybe he works his way into the lineup here. So maybe they get a little bit of youth that way. Uh, so I, I do see this team taking a little bit of a step back, maybe be a wild card team, but I do see them as a playoff team because I don't think the drop-offs are going to be seismic or dramatic and everybody's just going to drop off a cliff here. Yeah, I'd rather be in their shoes than or skates than Tampa Bay's. That's for sure. Um, I, you 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 just brought up some of the kids, so let let's go there right now. Uh, so now, first Connor McMichael is sent down to Hershey. Now I see him on the opening night roster. So he's he's here in Washington at least for the game tonight, right? Yes, uh, I, he's been practicing in Ovechkin's spot on right. the top line. Um, so depending on what happens with Ovechkin, we'll see what happens. I would expect that Ovechkin is in McMichael will come out and LaPierre will play because he's been practicing center third line lately. And then I think we'll probably see a rotation between those two. I don't think LaPierre will string five games before we see Connor McMichael get in. I think they'll probably split time. Uh, but yeah, McMichael, that was a paper transaction. That's something when players don't require waivers then teams get creative when it comes to the salary cap and they reassign players to Hershey, but they don't actually go anywhere because they can be recalled right back. So those, those are the kinds of things that you're going to see happen with guys like Mick Michael and LaPierre and Martin Farivari, just because they don't require waivers. So with the cap situation being what it is, you could see them get a little bit creative. Very well explained. I appreciate that. How excited should fans be about McMichael and LaPierre? Obviously, they're the ones that got most of the attention in training camp of the young kids. Did it look to you from a guy that was able to watch this up close that the moment was too big for him? Or did they seem to kind of belong on some level um, on the big ice? I was surprised by how much it looked like Hendricks LaPierre uh, belonged. He's 19 years old. He was drafted a year after Connor McMichael. Uh, and really, Hendricks LaPierre stole the show at the beginning of the preseason. Uh, I think he pushed Connor McMichael and McMichael stepped it up towards the end. But at the beginning, he was playing, uh, playing McMichael, which was a surprise for me. Uh, I, I think they're both very good. They're both like def both definitely the top prospects in the organization. I think once we get into, you know, there's a difference between the preseason and the regular season. And once you get a little bit physical, like things are probably going to be against the Rangers, we'll have to see how both players react to that. Plus, there's a little bit of a question with Michael of whether he's better suited to be a center or a wing in the NHL. I think that is yet to be decided. Uh, I think we could see some experimentation there. But right now, they need a center. So I think both LaPierre and McMichael are going to uh, rotate in at that third line center. They both look very good. I, they're both definitely NHL players. Um, I, as I mentioned, I would be surprised if LaPierre sticks around for the whole season just because he is so young. He does have another year of juniors. I, I don't think they'll want to burn a year of his entry-level deal because if, if he a player in juniors, if he plays 10 games at the NHL, then his, his – uh, entry-level contract kicks in and this counts as his first year 
I don't think they will want to do that, especially if McMichael is an option. Uh, plus, especially eventually, a lot of this depends too on Nicholas Backstrom coming back. Because once he comes back, then you're in all sorts of cap situations and then you probably can't keep both of them. So I don't think you burn an entry a uh, year of Hendricks LaPierre's deal just so you can send him back in November when uh, Backstrom, if and when Backstrom is ready to return. But they both look like NHL players. They're both guys that Cavs fans should be excited for. And, you know, at least for this next month, we're going to get to see both of them and see how they reacted in the NHL. So that's definitely something to be excited about. You also mentioned you've getting Kuznetsov, and that's one of the other wild cards. And I guess that's putting it mildly. Um, I guess the easiest way to say it is he's looked good when he's played in the preseason. Does he seem to have his head screwed on straight this year or is it one of those things where you just got to take it day by day with him? I would say you have to take it day by day. I've predicted every year <laughs> that love him. I, I've predicted every year that we're going to see 2018 Kuznetsov come back. And at this point, <laughs> to me, that year now seems like the, the anomaly and not the other years. It, it just seems he's a very good player who can sometimes play at an elite level. And I, I don't think it's the other way around. I don't think he's an elite player who can sometimes play down. I think it's, I think it's the other way around, unfortunately, uh, until I see it. Uh, yep. He looks like he's in a good mental space. He looks happy. But at the end of the day, it's not how you look at the start of camp. It's not how you look when you're excited. It's easy to get excited for the opener. It's easy to get excited when you come into camp after a bad season because you're ready to put everything behind you. How does he look on that random Tuesday in January, you know, against the Buffalo Sabres? Yeah. Is he up for that game? Is he 100% Kuznetsov in that game? Is he elite Kuznetsov in that game? That's the question. And really, with Backstrom out, you need him to be. With Alex Ovechkin getting older and TJ Oshie getting older, this is when Kuznetsov needs to step up and be one of, if not the best player on the team. I mean, it's not – if we see 2018 Kuznetsov, which, again, I'm not predicting because I'm tired of being <laughs> wrong about that. But if we see that player, he'll be the best player on this team. All due respect to Alex Ovechkin who will be the best goal scorer on the team. Kuznetsov could be the best player on this team if he plays at that level. You just have to see it. You know, I'm, I'm not going to expect it from him. I, he's going to be better than last year. I think you have to take into account the, the effects of dealing with COVID in the middle of the season. That definitely affected his game. So I, I, he's going to be better than last year. Is he going to be good enough? to what is he going to be at the level where the caps need him to be this year, considering all the question marks on this team and all the players who are getting older, that remains to be seen. But at least for now, it seems like he's in a good headspace. and you're right. He has played well in the preseason. So we'll have to wait and see on that. Yeah. I mean, he's 30 years old. It's time. If you're gonna, you know, it, he's not starting his prime. He's in his prime now. So if he's going to do it, it's gotta be this year. He's got to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the goaltending situation has, uh, has Peter Laviolette officially named Ilya Samsonov the starter for tonight? He has not. He told <laughs> us uh, last time we talked to him that he had decided on a starter, but he had to talk to the goalies first and then would reveal it to us. It, it's got to be Ilya Samsonov. Look, I, I know that he has been frustrating. I know that, you know, there are the injuries, there's COVID, there's the off ice issues. He got a prove it deal. And that is this year, a one-year deal for $2 million, And that's very fair. 
He needs to show that he can be a number one. But to me, a prove-it deal has to go both ways, too. You know what Vitek Vanacek is. He's, he's a number two. He can be a 1B. He's a, a solid guy you can, call, you can call on in a pinch. You know who he is. The question is, can Samsonov be a number one? And that's a more important question. Because they, if they don't have a number one, then they're in trouble. And so if you give Samsonov a prove-it deal – treat him like the number one. And if he doesn't respond to that, then at least, you know, then, then, you know, he's not a number one and then you can plan down the future. I think it does this team no good. If at the end of the year, both players have split carries completely down the middle, it's 50, 50. They both have a nine Oh eight safe percentage. And you go into the playoffs, not knowing who your starter is. That does this team. No good. You need to figure out whether Sam Sonoff can be a number one, let him, get three, four, five starts in a row. Let him see if he can build a rhythm because sometimes that's what goalies need. I knew Braden Holpe was going to fall off a cliff once he was no longer a starting caliber goalie because rhythm was so important to him. He liked getting into a rhythm. He liked stringing together a bunch of starts in a row and getting into that rhythm. And without it, he's just not the same goalie. Maybe that's the way Sam Sonoff is. Maybe he needs to string together a bunch of, starts in a row before he can start showing that he's a number one because the tools are all there. The size is there. The athleticism is there. The skill is there. He has all the tools to be a number one. Now the responsibility is on him to keep focused off the ice, to keep focused on the ice. That is entirely his responsibility. But in terms of the responsibility of the team, you got to know if this guy's a number one. So you got to treat him like a number one and uh, you know, I think the priority for this team needs to be figuring out whether Samsonov is number one over being nice to Vitek Vanacek because he say he, you know, with all due respect, he saved the season last year. Mm-hmm. What would they have done without him last year stringing together all those starts in a row? I think it was 13 starts in a row when Samsonov was out. That's great. Uh, you say, thank you very much. And that's why you trade back for him. But I think it's more important to figure out whether Samsonov can be a number one and give him a bunch of starts than it is to reward Vanacek for what he did last year, because you know what Vanacek is, and you have to figure out whether or not Samsonov can be a number one. So you think Laviolette is, has delayed this decision. Is it a, a, is it a tough love thing you think um, when it, when it comes to Samsonov or do you really think he wants to go with, uh, you know, with this one, a one B thing? I think he has a lot of trust in Vitek Vanacek and, you know, we have to remember too, that Laviolette's in his second year with the team and not that he's not aware of Samsonov's skill, but in the two, in the, in the amount of time that he's been with this team, he's seen one goalie have off ice issues Mm. uh, that had led to him getting COVID and then had another off ice issue later that season and was never able to get to a rhythm and looked like an average goalie. And then another goalie who he could trust completely, who was able to step up when he needed it and who looked like an average goalie, but at least less of a headache between the two. Um, So I I understand why there's that trust in Vanacek, but at the end of the day, I don't think there's anyone who would tell you, anyone who knows the sport, any scout, any coach who would tell you that the ceiling the ceiling is not higher for Samsonov. It clearly is. Everybody knows the ceiling is higher for Samsonov. So I, I, he has to earn it. He has to earn your trust. 
clearly, and I acknowledge that. But like I said, this goes both ways. You have to treat him like a number one and give him that opportunity so that he can show you that his game can rise to that level. And Laviolette doesn't seem like the kind of a coach that puts up with a lot of off-ice issues. So that makes no, sense. No, I, I don't think so. <laughs> I, I, think, I think that has a lot to do with it. Uh, final question for you. Fans in uh, mass back at, at Cap One Arena tonight, uh, excited to see a full house again? Oh, yeah, it'll be great. You know, it, it's – I. The preseason games are the first games that I've been to in person since uh, March of 2020, Yeah, which is crazy to think about. And, you know, it's you hear the cheering, but the atmosphere wasn't the same. I'm excited for an electric atmosphere where fans are excited to go and excited and, and the place is deafening and, and everyone's excited to see their team again. So I am absolutely excited to see that um you know fans should be aware that there are no interactions with the players so anyone uh, ho hoping for you know like the red carpet that they do every year that's not going to happen you know or the fans lining up at the doors of uh, MedStar to try to get an autograph that's not going to happen either they're very strict about player access right now which is understandable but at least fans will be able to go to the arena and the atmosphere will be back. So absolutely. I'm, I'm very excited for that. The great JJ Reagan from NBC sports, Washington, JJ, thank you so much for joining us for a few minutes. We appreciate it. And uh, puck drops in just a couple hours. So we're fired up for it. Can't wait.